Dillin' with Life, a podcast about life and dillin' with it. On this episode, we get into Don Cherry, what Miles Garrett did, talk a little bit more about Hong Kong, and get into what and or who is you. We really get into it. If I couldn't find hope. I should just let it all go I used to think if I couldn't make dreams come true I should just let them all go Alrighty, here we go, episode 7, we're going live, tea is steeping, I dropped the tea string into the tea, which I would say is unfortunate, but I never stop steeping my tea anyway, like I'll leave it and let it steep until I'm done, so I don't, it's not like I have to dig in there and pull it out, but just feels weird. The string feels dirty, I don't know. We're doing a late night recording here. Definitely the latest recording we've done. Uh, when I say we, um, I mean me and myself. But it's almost 1am. Tis my Friday, which is Monday. And uh, I have a feeling that this is going to be uh, an interesting one. A lot going on in my mind this week. A lot of things to run through and talk about. I did see there's a video, and I've seen it before, but I watched it probably like 20 times straight, and I laughed every time so hard. It's that news announcer trying to tell the story about the pig with no back legs named Chris P. Bacon, and he just cannot control his laughter. If you're needing to smile or laugh, make sure you look that up. And have a uh, have a chuckle there, because his laugh is infectious. And there's nothing funnier than when someone is trying not to laugh, but just can't stop laughing, like trying to say something or get a point across, or trying to do something that isn't laughing, but they're having to to fight their own laughter. That's that's real joy. That's nice. Wish I could experience that every now and then. <laughs> it is November still. It's been November for a bit. We're still there, uh, which means it is Movember. And I'd like to encourage anyone that can to donate. You can just go to the Movember website, click donate, make a general donation. All funds raised go to men's mental health and suicide prevention, as well as prostate and testicular cancer research and things like that. I've got a handlebar mustache going this month. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, it's a good cause. I do it every year, something small, and it starts the conversation, and really it's conversations that need to be had. So talk to a man. Talk to a man this month. Check on him. See if he's doing okay. Especially if he's always stoic and strong. It's those people that can get to the edge with no one knowing. So for me, 
Not that prostate and testicular cancer isn't bad, because definitely team fuck cancer. But for me, I definitely do it when people ask me for uh, men's men's mental health. I feel a lot of men, definitely the the generation older than me, and maybe some in my generation. I'm I'm hoping it's not so much a thing for the younger generation, but they have troubles talking to people and opening up about their feelings. They don't want to seem weak or whatever it is. So talk to a man. And while I'm mentioning things. I want to be sure to also mention again the situation in Hong Kong that hasn't stopped. I didn't really touch on it last time, and I wasn't sure if I should or not, but I do feel that I need to. There's a very important democratic fight for freedom going on in the world right now that will have implications on the immediate and extended future of our society, and I don't feel enough people are paying attention. And I know it's hard and it's tough to get bogged down with things that seems like you can't help, but the Chinese government has been running free for so long and it's so foreign to a lot of the Western world that it's just not addressed. Like, I find it crazy that when I was growing up, they had their one-child policy. Like, that seemed like a different world. And with that, there's so many women forced into sterilizations and abortions and newborn girls were being killed or abandoned because families wanted a boy, a son, a breadwinner as their one child. And that was, that was normal. The censorship that goes on in the country seems normal. What they've done in Tibet seems normal. There's currently around a million people held in internment or re-education camps in China. I was reading it's estimated 10% of the Uyghur Muslims in China have disappeared. And the rest of the population in the country is under constant surveillance. They're living in some weird dystopian future that we all fear and it's happening right now. And what's being done to them in those camps is exactly what happened in North America with indigenous people. They're having their identity, their language and culture erased. Everything is being done to kill the person without killing the body. And that will have multi-generational effects on, on the Uyghurs and how they move forward and, and just people in the area. Being of Cree and Salish background, I'll be dedicating some future episodes to the plights of my people and trying to shed some light on and have conversations that need to be had. But for this episode for right now, the focus needs to be on not letting something like this happen again. Everyone likes to talk about how the Holocaust could never happen in today's day and age, but this is the start of what we're witnessing. Like This is how that happens. Do some research, I guess. Don't have to take it from me. Look at some of the videos that are out there. Talk about it with people. I feel that we are running out of time. However, I, I have hope that people are starting to wake up to the uh, atrocities that people in power have been committing. There's a very uncomfortable and scary time ahead where you need to pick between freedom and liberties and falling in line. Hong Kong is chosen, obviously, correctly to fight for themselves and they need our help because we are them you know there's no difference between us regular people for a lack of a better term whether we live here or in hong kong or in palestine all over the world there are people just trying to live their lives in peace and all over the world governments and the rich are exploiting them and if we let it happen in one place it'll happen somewhere else or at least again, I mean, Tiananmen Square was only 30 years ago. 
it's, it's like the same thing. Again, a lot of student protesters fighting and being run over by an authoritarian government not being kept in check. It's like, what's next? Don't let it go on not noticing it, because that's exactly what the Chinese government wants and expects and has been allowed to happen up until this point. And, you know, our governments aren't going to step in unless we make some noise about it. Like, those in power number very few. And those of us who feel like we don't have any power outnumber them by an insane amount that we can't even fathom. And the changes that could be made if everybody wanted to, to get together on something, that helplessness would subside. I'm going to get straight to the recommendation today. Not going to leave you hanging. Not going to tease you. It's a movie called My Dinner with Andre. Definitely up there. Top, oof. Top five favorite movies. Um, the entire movie is a conversation over dinner between Andre Gregory and Wallace Shawn. Very philosophical, very good. Would recommend, am, recommend. I think you can get it on Amazon Prime. Not sure about other streaming sites. It is on YouTube, but it's sped up a little bit and has this annoying background. But honestly, the quality is really good and it's still worth the watch. So no excuse not to watch it. As far as the, the riddles, last episode's riddle answer was a map. Shout out to Kaylee. She got that real quick. This episode's riddle is... As a stone inside a tree, I'll help your words outlive thee. But if you push me as I stand, the more I move, the less I am. What am I? I feel like I've got to talk about Don Cherry. As that's all gone down over the last week and a bit, I've been thinking and had lots of conversations about about that already. But I think that'll probably be... Before I get onto that, I know there's like... I had two sports things in my head that I wanted to talk about, and one's probably a little bit quicker. So, Miles Garrett and what he did, it's insane. It's assault. He ripped off Rudolph's helmet and then smashed him in the head with it. It's like, I haven't seen something like that in sports since maybe... It made me think of the Marty McSorley slash to the head of Donald Brashear. He's been suspended for the rest of the season. I think that's more than fair. He could be suspended longer into next season too. Give him a full calendar year. You can't have that. And everybody knows it. Like it's, he can't be like, oh, I didn't know I can't do that. Or, oh, I've learned my let. Like there's nothing to learn there. That's just something you cannot do in sport. You can't do that in the street. You can't do that anywhere. There's other things that happen and I think are a little more excusable. Throwing a punch in a game, different things. Obviously playing hockey, it's a rough sport. Giving a guy a slash at times. It's different than like smashing a guy on the head with his helmet. And those helmets are not, not soft. Like had his swing not been hindered at all, he could have at least knocked him out. If not caused some, some more serious brain injury. I think one of the one of the Steelers players was given a three-game suspension pouncey for coming to the aid of his quarterback, trying to throw punches, trying to kick Miles Garrett in the head while he's down. And I think at that point, with what had gotten on, I don't even think he should be suspended. 
I think his actions are completely warranted to what he just saw. I wouldn't suspend him at all. That's my thoughts. And I like Miles Garrett. He rides that edge, but he's a freak athlete and a great player. And he's somebody I like to watch, but it's inexcusable. As for Don Cherry... Oof. Where to begin? Don Cherry, basically, for anybody that isn't aware, Don Cherry does the Coach's Corner segment on Hockey Night in Canada weekly, every Saturday, whole country's watching, and he just says what he says. He's in his 80s, he's an old dude. It was Remembrance Day, he was doing a segment on veterans, talking about them, and then got onto poppies, and people not wearing poppies, and basically said, I guess use the term, you people. You like our milk and honey, but won't wear a poppy, blah, 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 blah. And as a soundbite, obviously it's not good. It uh, maybe is uh, promoting, you know, a we and a them. But I don't, I don't believe that that was what he was going for. He's passionate about, about vets. I mean, he's lived through the World War. He just wants everybody to wear a poppy. Like, if he had seen me in the street, or if I had told him, like, hey, didn't wear a poppy from November 1st to November 10th. I only got one on the 11th. I'd, oh, I, I couldn't find the time. Whatever, whatever my own excuse was, and that's, that's a whole different thing. But I would be part of the you people. He would have just as much disdain for me in my actions there than whoever this perceived group of people are. And I guess that... I feel it's just being blown out of proportion. It's all part of overreacting to things, to a degree. Do I think that it was Don's time to go? I definitely do. I was watching, and I would still watch and check out what he said because I knew he was going to say some crazy things. I know he's sort of losing his mind, and he can't talk coherent sentences. But yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I thought I was going to see him die on live TV. I thought, I thought it was going to happen when Ovi won the cup. I thought like his, the first coach's corner after that, he'd be like, let me tell you. <laughs> Clutch his chest and, you know, that would be it. Good night, Jim Kite. It was time for him to go. So the, the decision to let him go is fine. I think that the situation was maybe overblown because it was time for him to go. I would have rather him just been let go in the off season before this or whenever it would have been done i feel like this sort of uh tarnishes and taints his name and maybe that's what should be done but i i don't think i feel that way and you know on the topic of, of those guys not that i agree with them at all and i certainly understand the backlash and the repercussions of their actions and even in don case as as i said i'm happy to concede that they were deserve he did deserve to go or he did deserve to hear from people about it because being a, the figure that he is he's gotta he's talking to everybody and you have to be aware of that but with that being said it's every aspect of a person that makes them them and in order to love or hate somebody you need to understand that you don't know the whole picture you're not in their head and don't know 100% of their thoughts or feelings. I don't like the culture of latching onto one thing that you don't like 
and then writing off a person altogether. And sure, there are bad people out there. There are people that I despise. (laughs) We're a complex species. There's a lot to unravel. But when you attack and try to cage certain parts of someone's personality, you imprison them, rightfully or wrongfully so. But they are now not free to really be themselves. And they will feel locked in their head. And then I think that then some of those bad thoughts that we want people to get away from in situations like these, like Don's apparent prejudice here, become an even bigger part of who he is or who they are, whoever we're talking about. All of the people that are being introduced to Don now or hearing about him for the first time in a while, that's what they're going to know him as. And we're swift to judge. And that is not who he is whether he actually is or isn't. You know, I've heard, him, I've heard him celebrate people of color, be it veterans or the type of hockey players he loves. Like, he's not evil. He's old and out of touch. He may have some wrong thoughts, but I think that what we are doing is having that be his defining aspect, even within himself. And now he'll have to search out for people similar or will be reached out to by people that are similar and they will be able to embolden each other just because instead of our PC culture actually wanting to fix issues and work on things, we just enjoy the part where we get to be angry and upset and break someone else down while getting all the likes and retweets and hearts on social medias. So we just pile on. And it gets forgotten in a week or however long it takes. And then the people who didn't know Dom Cherry before only think of that racist guy when his name gets brought up. And again, I'll concede I don't know him or his brain. He may well be a racist. And I'm not trying to defend that. What I'm trying to put out there is perspective. Discussions and debates need to happen, not ostracization. We need to get deeper on issues to really make a judgment, whatever it is that's in question. You never truly know someone. I don't care whether it's your best friend or your husband or your wife or your twin, you cannot be sure of exactly who they are. You can only perceive them through your own mind. So try to filter that information through the fairest of scopes. You know, I grew up with Don Cherry. That dude is pretty much my grandpa, I feel. I didn't have much family growing up, so, you know, lived with a single mom. We didn't see many people. I was and am a crazy hockey fan. And so growing up in Canada, every Saturday is hockey night. And from as early as my memory bank goes back, I'd plop myself down in front of a TV at 4 p.m. and watch hockey until 10. And then every week, this sort of curmudgeon old man would come and talk to me during informations and tell me about the past and present of the sport and the way it was played before and he was filled with such passion for it and he'd talk about the right way and you know what a lot of things he preached were the right way be humble work hard don't cheat and be a role model I'm happy with my character and I do think somewhere in there I owe a bit of it to Don Cherry And so maybe I'm biased, or maybe I've just got a little more perspective on the issue. But I don't think we know who who he is. I don't know if I know 
who I am, and I don't know who you are. You know, who are you? And actually, I think maybe a better way to phrase that is, what is you? Along all of this, I've been thinking a lot about this this week. And it's actually been kind of scary to think about. On one hand, and really the main hand, who are you or what is you? Like the answer, it's, it's you. It's your thoughts and emotions. That's who you are. And it's very subjective. Because your head is the main version of you. What's in your head is the main version of you. And the actual operator behind what other people perceive as you. So that has to be right, right? And when you die and you can't think anymore, you cease to exist. The you is gone. But when exactly do you die? I remember a while ago I was reading about the potential for teleportation and how, I guess, physically that could even work. And the theory that was being put forth was that you could get into some kind of pod or machine and it would like read your body, copy your DNA, break you down cell by cell so that it could then make an exact copy of you at the other location. So the pod on the other side basically takes all that data and a cell by cell by cell to the gazillionth cell would be recreated exactly as yours were. And because it is everything that you were, then once that process was done, you will essentially have just teleported. But in reality, you would just be recreated. But it would be like, it would be you. You'd have the same mole and you'd have the same, you know, your brain would be wired the same way have all the same connections, and theoretically that would be enough for you to still be you on the other side. Now my fear is because of this whole subjective view that you experience, and this objective view that everybody else experiences are different, and both sides can only know one, there is no way to know whether or not that is actually you coming out of the other pod. It will seem like you to your friends and your family and your cat, your I-I. They'll all think it's you. You'll, you'll be the same person for them. It will have the same memories and feelings, same quips and attitudes, same everything will be exactly the same. But for you, will it be like going to sleep and waking up? Or will it be like dying and then somebody else takes over the controls. Because for the people outside of your brain, which is literally everybody else, there'd be no way for them to know whether that is the you that they knew before, and it also wouldn't matter. I don't think we fully understand consciousness or how it really works, and the likeliest answer, I guess, for me is that consciousness is just the player that all the electrical firings of our brain produces to allow us to deal with these things with some sort of intelligence that you don't really see outside of humans. I guess I'm wondering if I'm even real. Like, are, are my thoughts real? Is my mind me? Or is it just a very well-produced 
manifestation of my brain's processes that create an illusion of self. Because outside of my mind sphere, you all perceive me one way, and that's easy to replicate. The part that's hard to replicate is the stuff that only matters to the self. You know, like with technology advancing the way it is, if there's a way to sort of download your brain and get it onto a computer, and it can, again, same memory, same quip, same attitude, same everything, that would be you to everybody else. That would be you. There'd be you walking around and you on the computer, and they would be the, the same if they, obviously, if technology advanced to a way where they could just download your brain and have you on there. But that you on the computer, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have two minds. I mean, you wouldn't have eyes. I feel like a lot of the way that I perceive life and perceive myself and the life I'm living is through my, my eyes and my senses. And I guess as scary and as empty of a feeling that that is, there's a certain comfort that comes in the depth of insignificance. And ease. I imagine it's a similar feeling to floating through space or being in the middle of the ocean with no control. Like at some point you realize you were just here, experiencing whatever you were experiencing, while everything else plays on no matter what you do. And on the other hand, there's an inherent stress to being or feeling important. Whether that's being a manager at work, or you're the best student in your group project, or you're the president, or you're some type of religious figure, Jesus-type figure, you know that more is expected of you, and you don't want to let yourself or your people or your destiny down. So yeah, realizing that I can be recreated and lose my sense of self with nobody else noticing puts me at ease a little bit. Because I like to feel important, or I don't even know if I like to feel important, but I do feel that I'm here for a reason, or that I need to do something, that I need to help people, or I, I need to do something. And there's a stress that comes with that if I'm not, if I feel I'm not on the right path. But maybe I don't need to do anything. I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I believe it. Or even if I do believe it, I don't think that I'm going to be able to go through this life not still chasing that, trying to make a difference, trying to help in some way. And I don't know why. I wish I did. But I guess that's sort of like who I am and not what I am. Like my who is my true passions and feelings on things. And should I really suppress any of those, good or bad or whatever they are? Like I am me, I should be who I am. Because I think what I am doesn't matter, and what you are doesn't matter. 
because that's a problem for, for a different time and another day, but who you are is the only thing that you're ever going to experience. So make sure you're comfortable and happy with who you are. And if you can find that, then great. Other people might not agree with it. I might not agree with it. Every single other person might not agree with it. But if you can seriously come to uh, a comfort and a happiness within yourself and who, who you are, then that's why we're here. That's why I'm here. Be comfortable with who I am. And then who I am can think about what I am. And where I am. And when I am. And Sam I am. That got fun. That was... Slowed me right down. Um, I think we're probably closing time. Uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen to this episode anymore. So listen to a different one. Tell somebody about the podcast. Tell, uh, who'd you tell last time? First 13 letters or 16 letters of the Russian alphabet. Tell, uh... Tell a tell a coworker. If you don't have coworkers, I envy you. Uh, but if you don't have coworkers, tell a a classmate. Tell a uh, acquaintance. I was thinking, and as it gets uh, whatever time it is now, one thirty something like that. I was thinking during the week because there was a lot of really nice sunsets. We see so many sunsets, but do we see enough sunrises? I definitely don't, probably because I'm not a morning person, and maybe you see every sunrise, and goody to you. But uh, everybody should uh, try to see a sunrise soon. Different feeling. Like, I think every sunrise I've seen has been accompanied by this very calm feeling. Sunset, there's too much energy, things are still buzzing, everybody's up, everything's doing things. But sun rises. It's usually chilly, everything's moving slower, not many people are up, things aren't making noise. They're good. See a sunrise? Watch my dinner with Andre. Talk about uh, Hong Kong. Donate to Movember if you can. And if you can't donate because you don't uh, have funds to be given to other people when you're uh, just trying to eat every day, then just spread awareness for it. Post, post a link. Be like, hey, Movember's going on. Don't forget. Or talk to a man. Go talk to a dude. Talk to a boy. Talk to a guy. A bro. And just check on him. You can have it all. If you learn what all is. You can make 
Okay, bye.